بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وأصلي وأسلم على من بعث رحمة للعالمين سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد so I'm sure all of you are aware of the of the good news that the first ten days of the Hijjah are upon us meaning that we are officially in the month of uh, of the Hajj season and very shortly inshallah in ten days time we will be celebrating Eid al-Adha uh, and fasting on the day of Arafah insha'Allah ta'ala. So these 10 days are blessed days and the Prophet ﷺ said that they are the most blessed of days and no righteous action done in any other day is better than that which is done in the next 10 days. So we must uh, rectify our intentions, uh, purify our hearts, reconnect with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala understand our purpose here in this dunya why are we here and through that inshallah our actions our good actions will increase and our uh, ability and capacities to do good and to abstain from that which is bad inshallah will also uh, increase in the light there are a few things that we can observe uh, in, the ne- in these next few days altogether one of the most obvious ones is fasting, fasting the first 10 days of the Hijjah. Uh, and that is the Sunnah of the Prophet And fasting on the day of Arafah, which is another Sunnah. Uh, another, one, another Sunnah that we can observe is the Udhiyah, uh, or the Qurbani. Uh, the slaughter of the uh, camel, cow, goat, or any other animal, inshallah. Um, that is done on the day of Eid. Now this is considered uh, in some madhahib to be wajib upon every household but uh, it is in fact a sunnah mu'akkada so it is a very encouraged sunnah that every household should slaughter at least uh, one uh, sacrifice for that particular household uh, now what is meant by a household right the prophet sallallahu always used the word ahl ahl that could either be understood as uh, a family uh, as uh, a mother, a father, the heads of the household, they uh, do the qurbani for the rest of the family. Uh, we live in uh, times where living situations are slightly different, right? So sometimes you have uh, a mother and father living in the same house as their uh, child who is also a father or is also a mother, right? They share accommodation like that. Alhamdulillah, houses here are big. Uh, the hearts here are also big, alhamdulillah, so we're very accommodating of everybody. So what does a person do in that situation? Does he uh, allow just for one person to, to carry out the slaughter uh, or the sacrifice? Or does each person do it according to his own family? So for example, my father, he would do it for his household. I live with my father. I am married. I have children. I don't actually, but I'm just saying hypothetically. Uh, do I do it for my children and my family also? Or do I suffice with my father's sacrifice for us all? Uh, there are two ways of uh, looking at that. Either you can uh, suffice with your father if means a little, uh, and we if, if we are unable to, if I'm unable to afford, for example, a separate qurbani for myself and for my family, then my father's sacrifice will suffice for the rest of my family because I'm in his household still. Uh, but if we are able to, and if I am able to, and if I have the means to, then I should do one separate to my own because I am uh, sort of head of my own family. Uh, and that should, that's the way it should be done, inshallah. So that's what, it, what is encouraged. Now, interesting thing about the, uh, the Hajj season and the Qurbani itself. Now, wh- what do we know about the Qurbani? Why do we, why do we make this sacrifice? 
Ibrahim al-Khalil, right? There's something to do with Ibrahim alayhi salam, right? And his son, who's it, Ishaq? Ismail, okay, good, Jazakallah khair. You guys are all awake, alhamdulillah. Everyone's had breakfast, unless you guys are fasting, of course. All right, so Ibrahim and Ismail, alayhim uh, salam now this uh, story is a story of sacrifice and it's also a story of the relationship between a father and his son and a son and his father now i i look across the room mashallah and i see many uh, old faces alhamdulillah uh, wizened eyes uh, white hair and uh, many of you alhamdulillah have uh, been blessed with children uh, and their children and your children have been blessed with children also and I see out in the audience also many young faces and alhamdulillah many of us or all of us have been blessed with uh, parents uh, who have guided us and encouraged us to come to the masjid insha'Allah ta'ala and if not then may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us all uh, to the straight path and keep us steadfast upon it, Amin. And in the story are many lessons with regards to uh, how that relationship was managed between Ibrahim alayhi salam and Ismail and I thought about what to sort of touch upon with regards to that and in reality the situation and the story itself is something unfathomable we have a man who has been ordered by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala whom no one else has heard whom no one else has interacted with but Ibrahim alayhi salam with regards to this issue to sacrifice his son right and his son has to take it on Iman and believe in his father that this is an order from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he does so, right? And the story is well known. We all know the story. I'm not going to go through it with you guys, right? Alhamdulillah, we all know the story quite well. Right? I'm assuming that. <laughs> but in that story are principles that are laid down about how we treat our elders and how our elders treat our youngsters and this is something that is laid down in the deen of Islam we have the Prophet وسلم, encouraging and balancing between the two he is not from amongst us and he's not following our way that person who does not show mercy to the young and who does not respect the elderly the Prophet ﷺ described the elderly man and the young man and he balanced the two by making the similitude to the elderly person has done more righteous deeds and is closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but the youngster has committed less sin and thus is closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so there is a very stark or strong balance that the Prophet ﷺ strikes between the elderly and the young and it is very important in this day and age to strike that balance and attempt to strike that balance also our youth are the future of our ummah we all know that and at the same time our elderly have the wisdoms of their life experiences they have seen things that none of us have ever seen and I say us because I class myself as one of the youngsters <coughs> And we are very much standing on the shoulders of great men of the past. We are all sat in this masjid today, right? And we, we take that for granted. But we don't know the toils and the struggles that our fathers and their fathers went through in order to build 
a community like this, in order to start a project like this, right? And the struggles continue even up until uh, today. But we have in the lifetime of the Prophet wasallam stark examples of that balance being struck and the Prophet wasallam most of all, instilling those principles into his companions. Having mercy for the young and respecting the elderly. The Prophet had many companions and of those companions were old men and of those companions were young boys and they, their stories are very famous so who knows the story of Usama ibn Zayd he was a young man when the Prophet came to Medina in fact was he even born? I'm not sure he wasn't born but anyway he was very very young when the Prophet ﷺ came to Medina. He wasn't even alive when the Prophet ﷺ became a Prophet, when Jibra'il first came to Rasulullah ﷺ. Towards the end of the Prophet ﷺ's life, uh, Usama ibn Zayn was about 18, 17, 18 years old. Right? And picture in your mind any 17 and 18 year old in uh, our times today. Usama ibn Zayd was beloved to the Prophet ﷺ. In fact, that was his nickname, that he was the beloved of the Messenger Muhibb al-Rasul. So, he was given the role of being the general of the armies of the Muslims towards the end of the life of the Prophet Right? Again, picture in your minds a 17, 18-year-old of today. And the Sahaba had exactly the same reaction as you are having right now in your minds picturing a 17 or 18 year old boy leading thousands of men into battle. And again, SubhanAllah, this guy's going to lead them all to their deaths. And it's the exact same reaction that some of the companions had. How can Rasulullah give this uh, position to such a boy at such an age? And the Prophet ﷺ, one day he stood up and he defended Usama ibn Zayd. And he said that those who do not agree with the position that I have given Usama do not agree with the position that I gave his father. His father was also a general in the armies and, uh, and died. Uh, Meaning questioning the, uh, questioning the authority of the Prophet Questioning the decision of the Prophet Yeah, that's what it came to in Usama ibn Zayd. But the Prophet saw in Usama that which others did not see. He saw in him the potential to lead. He saw in him the potential to be a great man of the future. He saw in him things, characteristics that he did not see in anybody else. And instead of looking at his age and saying, you know what, he's too young. Let's put him aside and let's get someone older, a veteran who's more experienced. Rather, he gave Usama ibn Uzayr the opportunity to gain that experience and become like those veterans who had passed before him. Meaning that the Prophet is setting a very strong example in this particular scenario. That if we do not give those who are our youngsters, if we don't give them the opportunity to flourish, if we don't give them the opportunity to fulfill their potential, their names, their actions, their deeds will be forgotten in the annals of history. No one will remember them. No one will remember their name. 
But it was because of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam providing Usama ibn Zayd with that opportunity that we all mention his name today. Anybody who knows his story, and anybody who was a father, and I'm sure inshallah when I have kids, I want to mention this story to my kids as well. That, did you know there was a Sahabi by the name of Usama ibn Zayd, and he was only 18 years old, and he was given the position of general of the army. And what are you doing today? Just playing games, PlayStation all day, Xbox all night, subhanAllah. Right? There was a, uh, a Sahabi by the name of Abdullah ibn Abbas. And he was one day sitting on, the, uh, on a donkey with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam and they were on a, on a journey, traveling. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam turned around to Abdullah ibn Abbas and he spoke to him a few words. And these words were so deep in their meaning, so weighty in what they carried, that you would think that what is a grown man speaking to a young child about such things doing? And now that it is uh, time for the adhan, inshallah we'll explore this story in our khutbah. Uh, I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to, to guide us all to the street path and keep us steadfast, steadfast upon that. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide our youngsters to the deen and keep them steadfast upon it. Ameen, ameen. Jazakumallah khair. Innalhamdulillah. Nahmuduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'gfiruhu wa nu'minu bihi wa natawakkalu alayhi. Wa na'udhu billahi min shuroori anfusina wa min sayyati a'malina. Man yahdihillahu falamudillalah. Wa man yudlilhu falahadiyalah. ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلوات الله عليه وسلامه وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن استن بسنته أجمعين يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد My dear respected brothers and sisters in Islam We have in the life of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam prime examples of how we should deal with the youth how we should have mercy and show them prominence and how we should respect our elderly. If it's not in the story of Ali ibn Abi Talib radiallahu ta'ala anhu as being the first and foremost to enter Islam after the wife of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam when he was just 10 years old. If it's not in the story of Usama ibn Zayd being given the role of the general of the army when he was 17 or 18 years of age. And if it's, if it's not in the story of Abdullah ibn Abbas, when he was riding on the donkey with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam in one of his travels, where the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam turned to him and he said to him, Ya Ghulam, inni u'allimuka karimat. 
My dear boy, let me teach you a few words. Protect, be mindful, be aware, protect Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and He will protect you. Be aware of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and He will be aware of you. Know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and He will know you. If you were to protect Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you will find Allah everywhere you go. If you were to ask anything, ask it of Allah. And if you require help, if you are requesting help, then then request help from who? From Allah. وَعَلَمْ أَنَّ النَّاسَ لَوْ اجْتَمَعُوا عَلَىٰ أَنْ يَنْفَعُوكَ بِشَيْءٍ لَمْ يَنْفَعُوكَ إِلَّا بِمَا قَدْ كَتَبَهُ اللَّهُ لَكَ No, Ya Abdullah, O young man, O young boy, that all of the people, if they were to all gather together in one place in order to give you something, in order to benefit you with something, they will not benefit you with anything except what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has written for you. And if they were to come to that same land in order to hurt you, in order to harm you, in order to take something away from you, they will not be able to do any of that except that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has already written. The pens have been lifted and the ink has been dried. These are very, very weighty words to say to a young man. What do we say to our young boys today? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing of the sort. Nothing of the like. I can't even give an example. We barely give any ta'limat of this kind, of this theological standard, of this depth to our children. Rather, we wait until they are adults and they get it off YouTube. <laughs> right? Or we send them to the masjid so that they can get it off the imam. Or we send them to someone else that we know who is a little bit more righteous than we are and so that they can perhaps teach him that which we cannot teach. Is it that we are lazy to learn? Right? Is it that we don't want to give that to our children? Is it that we don't want to give that to our youngsters? Right? A chasm between what the Prophet used to teach the children in his time to what we teach the children in our time. SubhanAllah, he doesn't listen. Why doesn't he listen? What are you talking to him about? What are you teaching him about? If it's not in that story, then it's, the, it's in the story of Mu'adh ibn Jabal. When he was a young man, and the Prophet wasallam he turned to him and he said to him, Ittaqillaha haythu ma kunt. Be mindful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Be conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala everywhere you go. With every step that you take, wherever you find yourself, in whatever situation, rich, poor, happy, sad, in England or in Pakistan, wherever you are, be mindful of Allah subhanahu wa And follow a bad deed with a good deed, it'll wipe it out. The good deed wipes out the bad deed. Do that. Don't feel that the guilt is overcoming you, that you've done something wrong, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is never going to forgive you and you're never going to change. And people always say that I'm bad. People always say that I'm naughty. People always say that I never do the right thing, so I'm never going to be good. I'm just going to keep continue doing bad. 
أتبع السيئة الحسنة تمحها وخالق الناس بخلق حسن and treat people with dignity treat people with good manners treat people as you would like to be treated by others or should I say treat people as they would like to be treated by you if they wish for you to address them in a certain way address them in that way what are you going to lose you're only going to gain their love if they want to if they want you to deal with them in a certain way then deal with them in that way do not say that they are stubborn and they are backwards and they don't know the way of the world today yes the Prophet ﷺ is teaching this to who? Mu'adh ibn Jabr. How old was Mu'adh at that time? He was a young boy. Hadn't even reached his 20s. Instilling in them principles that they will take with them for the rest of their lives. On the flip side, all you youngsters out there, what did the Prophet ﷺ say about those who are elderly? Khiyarukum, the best from amongst you. The best from amongst you are those who are the longest in age or the longest in life as long as they are righteous. <laughs> yes? Those from amongst us who are elderly, those from amongst us who have a connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we scarcely seem to fathom, that we can only wish for, those that have a connection with the masjid of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they deserve our respect they deserve our honor they deserve to be listened to when they are spoken our parents our uncles our aunties when they speak to us they only speak to us in goodness they only speak to us to teach us that which will benefit us in life if we are not willing to listen to us today uh, if, if we are not willing to listen to them today then rest assured that when you are their age and you wish to teach those who are younger than you a thing or two about what you have seen in life rest assured my friend they will not give you an ear to listen to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam he said in a hadith that I don't memorize the exact words of it but it goes a bit like this that whoever was to uh, humiliate an elderly person Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will Specify for that person someone who will humiliate him in his old age. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will send you someone that's going to do the same to you. Yes? Let us have in ourselves a mercy for our youngsters and let us have in ourselves a respect for the elderly. Let us keep that balance. For verily, we are ummatan wasata, we are a middle nation in all things. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us the tawfiq to act upon what is being said. Myself and yourselves, aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum wa li sa'ir al-muslimina fa astaghfiruhu innahu wal-ghafur rahim.